Hey guys, welcome to 12 Questions. <laughs> this is Anna Valenzuela and woo! It's uh it's been a week. It's been uh it's been a crazy crazy week and I'm here today solo EP with my beautiful co-host, Mr. Dave Yates. Hey everybody. Your, your your fake crying was not believable, but I. I to, you, you sound you sound more like uh like a like the cartoon dog like cry laugh. Which which one was that? Uh, Hong Kong Fooey? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little canceled. little fooey, little, little fooey in there. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I uh, it's the emotional hangover is real. It's yeah. really like, like, wow, the emotion. I feel like the entire nation emotionally relapsed this week. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? Uh, I think if I, if I could get a pass, uh, I, I would have drank. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I saw somebody on Twitter being like, God, I'm watching this sober so I can like do something afterwards. And I literally text, I, I reply to her on Twitter, bitch yeah. drink. Why would you wanna, yeah, go, go, in, go enjoy your life. Go have a cocktail. This is, Please it's a drink. For, it's a time for the drugs, the good drugs. The good ones, the good ones. Um, could you read that beautiful clarity statement for us? Sure. This is still 12 questions podcast. And uh, we believe the growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share experiences and growth by also interviewing guests who do the same. We are not affiliated with AANA or any 12-step organization. 12 Questions Pod has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We are simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to interview people about their own life experiences. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope you can learn something about yourselves and each other by listening. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a special episode today in light of all of the things we just discussed. We're going to do a... 2020 spiritual principles survival kit anybody can use anybody <laughs> so we go we gonna break down these spiritual principles because if there's one thing y'all need in 2020 one thing i need in 2020 is some motherfucking spiritual principles and feel free to take what you need and leave the rest on the ground like we are by, by we are by no means navigating this shit gracefully um um Sands, neither of us have picked up a drink or a drug. Uh, yeah, how, but how, I am how, sleeping hallelujah. a lot. I'm sleeping a lot. Like my response on Wednesday after where after the debate was to just go like, <laughs> just like I'm just gonna sleep this one off. Yeah, I, uh, I I was on an airplane watching, and it's like it's one of those things where you kind of like not uh, not every not a lot of people were watching. And I thought like more people would be watching. Like I just like there was a couple people I could see that were watching. And it's like when you start hearing some of the things that were being talked about, like you look around, like, are you hearing this? And like people are sleeping or fucking playing on their phones and shit. It's like, okay, <laughs> well, not only am I nervous flying right now because of a fucking pandemic, but also, yeah, uh, you know, bye bye democracy. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, sitting in my house. Uh, we were having snacks for dinner, and uh, I was tweeting the entire time like a psychopath. 
And I think about five minutes in, my commentary on the debate was, this is just like when my mom would get really high and try mm-hmm. to have an argument with my grandmother who has a uh, undiagnosed personality disorder. <laughs> yeah, so, so many people with, a, with a, like abuse in their lives from their family remember, like, I know this feeling. I know what this is. You know, yeah. this is... This is grandma or this is, this is uncle Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, uh, this, that was definitely a abuse level chaos. And, and I think that's what inspired us to just want to talk about some spiritual principles because life is wackadoodles right now. It just really yeah. is. And, and then like politics aside, it's just like 2020 has been a, uh, it's been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> And and you and you had a choice early on. We all had a choice, uh, and I don't fault anybody one way or the other. You had a choice to turn the time into trying to make yourself better, so you don't fucking lose your mind, or you've just completely decided to fucking look over the edge and say fuck it, which I I've done pre twenty twenty. Like I I've realized yeah. <laughs> my my toes were on the line of the edge. And you're like, oh, if you keep going, you're over, you're going to be over the edge and there's no going back. And, and I was just like, fuck it. We're going over the edge. Yeah. So these, 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 we each, we each wrote down six spiritual principles that we try and the, uh, the key word is try to think about, to consciously, you know, navigate, uh, 2020 or, or what's left of it. And, you know, you still got, we still got two long months left only no. two wait no october november december three three, three. technically three. i was i i wasn't counting october because i was hoping that october was over already but we're trying to help you guys finish the race strong because and each other like let's yeah. be honest a lot of the times when i say some shit this is uh, this is much uh, for me as it is for the the anybody listening so like i'm speak when i'm speaking it's just so my fucking dumb brain can hear the words come out and that hopefully i'll utilize some of the shit and with that in mind why don't you start us off hope hope dog hope. have that hope is a weird thing you know uh for me it's and it's it's a it's a practice to try to 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 remember that there is still hope uh, while the world is burning, uh, you, and you know, you could feel like it's hopeless, but let's look at it this way too. Like, you know, of all the world wars that we've had, there's still hope. There was still hope, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. just, but it's harder to, it's harder to focus on. You know, for me, my hope is that I continue to have hope for myself, uh, to grow as a person uh, to have hope. I, I think there's room for growth. There's room for positive things to happen. There's room for me to continue to go to therapy. Uh, I, I, I am hopeful that, you know, on the other side of 2020, maybe in the 2021, let's be honest, there's probably going to be some sludge runoff in, into the next oh, year. Absolutely. There's, there's yeah. going to be some runoff. <laughs> it's going to be but, wild but, until 2022, baby. <laughs> I, I hope that in my little universe that mm-hmm. I can continue to to surround myself with people that um, you know are are engaging, kind, loving, giving, care, you know, and that that is and as well within my controls to have the hope for those things is, you know, 
to 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 surround myself with people who who challenge uh, my ideas, who who have conversations, uh, you know, uh, with me about things, you know, to kind of kind of take the fingers off the keyboard and kind of actually have a physical conversation. Could, yeah. We could still do those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, could, you could still pick up that 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 hello phone, and you you can hit the green phone button and you can get a real person's voice on the other end and I, and I and i feel that we we uh collectively need to do more of that is to hear hear more people absolutely that like hello is dave yates there hello always, always. hello I, hello <laughs> i fucking i'm a champion phone conversationalist i got Truly. good at the phone i got good at the phone y'all when you had to ask girls out on the phone so i'm not mm-hmm. giving up my voice calls i'm not i work too hard to be good at it I worked too hard to convince a girl to go see fucking Ace Ventura in the theater with me to give it up now in 2020. That's a, that's a great date. And also, um, Dave and I are both so good at talking on the phone. We got to be <laughs> careful because we'd we, we be talking for hours. We already talked for hours on this podcast and then we talk for hours over the phone. It's no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've literally been, we've been talking for 30 minutes pre-podcast and now we're 16 minutes deep. <laughs> in podcasts. That's so. true. It's true. I love that. Hope, 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 hope. All right. I'm what, is, what does hope mean to you real quick? Break, break it down. I mean, hope for me is incredibly important because I wasn't, you know, part of trauma and abuse is not having hope for anything better, not having self-esteem. And hope is a huge part of self-esteem. It's a huge building block for it. And, um, and I, it's something I definitely try to lean into. I remember there was a moment with my boyfriend where he's, he's a pessimist. And I once told him, I was like, when you rain on my hope, it actually hurts. Like, I, I need that hope. I need that Pollyanna hope. Um, it's hmm. a little more realistic now. Um, sure. I definitely have a much more um, realistic version of it. But I look for items to be hopeful and grateful for, um, like, uh, you know, there've been advances in HIV research since this whole thing started. Um, they, they sentenced the, um, heir to the Sigrum's fortune, uh, to six years in prison for starting a debt, a sex cult in Nexium. And, okay. uh, so there's, there's some hope and there's some justice in the world. Um, there are these, I saw this thing on PBS where they challenged all of these scientists and amateur inventors to build low cost ventilators. Mm, yeah, and yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Build me with hope because suddenly there are these high school kids that are building ventilators. You know, what gives me hope is the way that like Gen Z is approaching all of these social changes. I feel like my job is to stand behind them and to do whatever I can to support them because this is the world that they inherit. And it gives me so much hope to see how unapologetic they are about what they need out of this world. And um, that gives me a tremendous amount of hope because I don't feel like our generation, um, early millennials, uh, the type of millennials that remember the, before the internet. um, I, I, I don't think we had a, we, we had a fair shake at hope because right when we came of age was the Bush Gore election. <laughs> it 
and we were like, oh, everything's fucked. <laughs> oh, no. I also think like a lot of generations have those moments where it's like, yeah. everything is fucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I, I, I hope I'm never one of those people who grows old and like fucking poo-poos the youth because I was a youth, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm 30 fucking four and I still get in conversations with people that are older than me and they're like, you're so young. It's like, when do I get to be old? When can I just say I'm old and you'll shut the fuck up about it? When you're the oldest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's where I feel about that one. Mine, I'm gonna I'm going to go with one. Coming in hot. Probably should have put this one at the end of the list. Service. 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 Service in even the smallest, most beautiful ways. Like, Dave one time surprised me at my house with a bottle of hot sauce. And, like, being able to make nice meals for my friends or that are in my little COVID safe pod, you know, um, making sure that I keep the people around me uh, safe through my actions and through my behavior, I feel like is an act of service, you know, going, choosing to go to meetings via zoom when I know that there are like low key meetings where people are getting together and like uh, hugging and, you know, acting a fool and like choosing to put that, you know, put overall safety above my, my needs. And I feel like that's an act of service. I'm phone banking for a down ballot candidate. I believe in here in California in a district I don't even live in anymore, but I just really love her vision and want her to be in the state Senate. Like just really doing what little I can in the safest way possible. You know, um, I was selling merch at the beginning of COVID and I could send it to them. I could just drop it by their house, super easy schmeasy. But instead, I rode around town in an inflatable dinosaur costume because I knew it would make people laugh. Love that fucking costume. I love it. I love it. And and I was walking around giving people gifts and kids like I added a little more into the the pack and kids would like their parents would slow down and honk and like the kids would wave. And it was just like, it was really cute just to like do one silly thing to, um, to bring a little joy, you know, and it it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to be of service, whether it's taking out the trash or taking care of my roommate's dog that wants to bite my feet off. Like, you know, like dogs so much. I don't care. The world knows now. I don't care. (laughs) I think think if that dog was a human, you two would get along. (laughs) No. (laughs) He's such a grump. He's a grump. (laughs) But um, yeah, he's... Be be of service to shitty dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, how are you being of service, Dave? Uh, You know, it it looks different for me um, in the way that like I, I've been changing people's oil for cost of parts in my driveway. They can sit, you know, six feet away while I change the oil, you know, um, reaching out to people like having physical phone conversations is, a, is an act of service for me. And then just being nice to people out in the wild. Like that's the thing. It's just like a, you could be of service to people just by being nice, like be nice to the people at the post office. Be nice yeah. to the clerk at the grocery store. The places that you have to go to right now, 
be nice to those people because yeah. you know how many fucking shitheads that they deal with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's kind of uh, like on a small scale what that looks like for me. And and honestly, a service, and, and this might sound like I'm jerking myself off here, but a, a service to the community is by me taking care of my own fucking mental health. That mm-hmm. is uh, that is being of maximum service to those around me. So I don't, I don't walk around like a goddamn lunatic. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, what's your next one? Honesty. That fucking, that, that rigorous honesty, y'all. And I also, I had a situation earlier where like, I was copping a resentment towards someone in a meeting, like you do, uh, that had no idea, you know, that I, 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 you know, that I felt this way, uh, uh, you know, and it's just, you know, I had to do the work around it and just be honest with myself that at the end of the day, uh, I'm, I'm not king of the meeting and uh, I, can, I can either have a problem with it or or and be internally turmoiled or i could let it go and be like this person's the best they've ever been mm-hmm. you know um and just being honest with myself when i need to stay put being honest with my people around me when i was like yo i i, I know that we we were supposed to like link up or do something and it's just like i'm not i'm not feeling my best right now and it's mm-hmm. not a cop out it's just pushing through the pain and frustration of whatever you're dealing with uh, and not being able to deliver your best self. You know, it it takes a level of honesty, you know, an honest moment I had the other day is like when I'm angry uh, it's usually because I'm sad and scared, but it is more fashionable to be angry uh, than it is to be sad and afraid. Like more people, when you're like, I'm fucking mad. They're like, yeah, tell me. Instead yeah. of like, I'm fucking sad and afraid, but it's manifesting itself in anger. And that takes a degree of honesty. So yeah. that's kind of from a recovery standpoint where I'm at, you know, from a, from an, I mean, from a in-person standpoint, like someone forgot to ring something up, uh, clerk. And I was like, Hey man, like you didn't charge me for that. And he looked, he goes, no, you're good. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. It's a $4 thing, but like, yeah, yeah. it's uh that's what about you how how honest are you with yourself oh, and others ah, um, <laughs> the tables have turned i um you know uh i i started working the steps again and um i'm in this thing with my six step where i w- i went from writing all a list of fears and getting honest with myself about how I felt about those fears and what I felt when I was in those fears. And then um, now I'm in a thing where I have to self-evaluate when fear crops up for me every week. I have to write down all the times I feel fear and what was happening and whether or not it was rational. And it's, it's fascinating because especially in the last few weeks I've been struggling to identify fear, but what, what it's doing when I get hardcore honest with myself is it's manifesting itself through depression. And so, and my sponsor always asked me, she goes, well, are you feeling depressed? And I'm like, Oh no, I don't, I don't know. I just kind of don't want to, don't want to follow through on things. And all I want to do is sleep. And she's like, 
yeah, that sounds like depression, which is, by the way, totally normal right now. Yeah. And I think that, I think that, you know, being honest with myself, like this is depression and I don't want to, you know, it's, it's not permanent, like, you know, massive depression, but it's, it's the surrender to that where I get to do things that counterdict that. So like I've been going to karate class four days a week and today something clicked and things got really fun and I was learning something completely new. I was doing weapons training, which I've never done before. And, and there was something really fun and exciting about the integration of all of the things I've learned in the past. She's got knife skills, bow skills. Bow skills si- right now. Bow skills. Size si skills. Size si skills. skills. Nunchucks are after that. Star <laughs> skills. I hate nunchucks, though, because I have, and any time I've attempted to work with them in seminars, I have hit myself so hard on the back of the head, it's almost like, hospital i've almost split my own head open with those things they are so dangerous if you don't know how to use them (laughs) so um but right now just me and a big stick uh which is great uh so yeah so just getting like honest with those things or when i feel something in the moment in my interpersonal interactions being like hey love you this is how i feel about that you know rather than trying to people please my way around it or, you know, valuing honesty in public figures. If you value honesty in public figures right now, you're probably losing your fucking mind because it don't feel like anybody's telling the truth about any shit. And so being able to know what's honest and not reactionary in that, like, um, there's this, there was a thing uh, that happened during the debate where Trump was talking about the wildfires. And there's, there's a thing. He's not wrong. Climate change is bad, but also the California legislature stopped enforcing um, controlled burns and forest clearing techniques about 10 years ago because corporations stuck their big dick in their ass. And it's like, it's not, he's not wrong in that. He also, two things can be true. Two things can be honest and true. Like, climate change is a real problem, but also these programs have gone away. And so for me, being honest about that, giving credit where credit's due, I remember tweeting and it fucked up the algorithm because I was getting a lot of like traction and I tweeted, oh, he's not wrong about that. And suddenly the algorithm went away because Twitter didn't know where to put me anymore. Twitter was like, who do you like? (laughs) And I'm like, Twitter, <laughs> it's possible <laughs> to believe to to recognize when somebody podcast listeners. She just produced a red Latinas for Trump hat. I <laughs> cannot believe it. It is on her head right now. It matches her red glasses. Uh, turn your dials to another podcast. Uh, I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's like. You can, you can see something that somebody says and be like, you know, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like anything else this person stands for, but that is correct. 
And I think yeah. that's where things get kind of weird as we get out of our honesty when we, when we become reactionary. We're just like, I don't like that person, anything they say. And it's like, wait a minute, what if they tell you the truth? Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think there's an ultimatum that can be placed on any individual, whether it be um, in politics or in just interpersonal relationships. Like, like all, everything this person says is this or everything yeah. like it's an all-encompassing thing like it, i i just i'm honest with myself enough to know that i i like to do my own research on a lot of things and i like yeah. to read up and and stay informed on my own so that i'm not i'm not just getting my information secondhand from people i agree with people i disagree right. with you know like yeah. I, i'm trying to procure information on my own and yeah. see, seeing how it relates to the world about me, which I think there's less and less of, uh, of for 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 every side. And it, I hate, I hate, hate, hate the sides. You know, yeah. I, I I wish we were more. Uh, we're all this. The, there's no te- your team. might we're we're right. the same team. And we're a long way. My well, double back to hope. My hope is that more people start realizing that we're we're on te- the same team. Totally. Than a that like the our country is not sports. No, like it, and it's and, not a, it's not Cubs versus White Sox. Like you'll never see me root for the Cubs, but it's also it's baseball. It is goddamn baseball. It's yeah. not. You'll never see me vote Republican because I'm a Democrat, or you'll never see me vote Democrat because I'm Republican. Now, granted, we don't have much to choose from currently, um, yeah. but I'm telling you, as someone who tries to be middle of the road with learning and listening, it's just like if there was a candidate on either side from a different team, and it felt to me that they were the best person for the job, it wouldn't matter red or blue. It would matter that I felt that they would do the best job. Totally. I think where people get kind of lost in the weeds with that, and this this does relate to honesty, is that the most powerful manipulation is honesty mixed with lies. And so I think that's where the emotional reaction comes from, because when I feel manipulated by somebody's conversational technique, I, I immediately am angry. And I'm immediately, I was hanging out with my boyfriend the other day, and he asked, he asked me something in this fashion. He was like, Hey, do you want to like, do you now it wasn't like he was the, what he meant to say was I have to call my family. Would you mind calling them with me? But what he said was, Hey, don't you want to call my family with me? And I was like, listen, I don't even want to call my own family. <laughs> like, I was just like, what? No, I don't want to call it. What? <laughs> and I was like, and, and so we had a very long conversation, obviously, because every conversation with him is long and full of deflections. But there was like a moment where. Yikes. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you know, it's, it's letting him figure that out. But like, there was a moment where I was just like, hey, you know, in the future, just be straight up with what you want and what your intentions are. And I will be happy to respond to that. But if you're not going to respond to me in a direct way or in a people pleasing kind of a, don't you want to do a thing for me kind of way, I'm not going to respond because I love you. And if I do, I'm going to be angry and I don't want to be angry with you. I just, 
just tell me what you want. God damn it. <laughs> and, and, um, what I want, what I really would want. Don't tell, don't me, tell what me what you want, want what you really, really want. I want, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want you to sit on a call with my mom so she won't be weird. Um, zig a zig. So what's your next one, Dave? I believe that yours, the next one. Ooh, am I? Mm-hmm. Wow. Surrender, baby. Surrender. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about surrender on this podcast. And the first week of COVID, I felt it's a very interesting type of surrender. If you've ever been arrested, there's a moment where you're, it's sometimes it's in the cop car. Sometimes it's in the booking office. Sometimes it's right when the door closes behind you. Maybe it's all three times where you're just like, well, this is where I'm at. And the minute that quarantine started, I felt that very distinct surrender <laughs> of like, well, this is where I'm at. I can't change this. What can I do within these walls? Yeah. And that for me was an incredibly powerful thing. What about you, Dave? Um, honestly, with the with everything that's been going on, it's like, the sooner I just said this is no- this is what normal is, and stop fighting it, and stop and like oh no, you know it's going to be gone in a few months. Like as soon as I'm like well, this is normal until uh, I poke my head out and learn otherwise. Yeah. Um, and you know uh, you know last year like I watched cancer take my father. So when this all started, I was like oh, an invisible force is taking people. And you don't, you can't stop it. And you don't, yeah. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to welcome to that acceptance. Of, there, uh, there was what, a little what, bit of that for both uh, of us with the in yeah, the dead like, parents club. We yeah, were like, oh, like, sad. Yeah, those, those of the <laughs> reputable dead dads club. Uh, it's just like, I mean, look, I'm not trying to sound like a cynical fuck. But yeah, once, no. you wa- once you watch something take someone you love away yeah. from you. Uh, that, that's just, that's what, that's what the, the, that's what the, the, the COVID is. Yeah. It's like that you're watching an invisible force rip through society and take people. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's taking people that deserve it. Ah, maybe. Hey, Herman hey. Cain. <laughs> no, it's sometimes it's, sometimes it's taken people that, that weren't careful. Yeah. And sometimes it's taken people that were absolutely super careful and absolutely not wanting to die. Yeah. You know, so uh, surrendering to the state of affairs, whether mm-hmm. it be politically uh, and the pandemic, you know, I mean, and, and that shouldn't, a, a, a health crisis shouldn't be a political thing, you know, like it's, it should. Like, yeah. It's, it's again, <laughs> like I'm on, I'm on team human. Uh, you know, uh, it really Vonnegut. should be it should be two sides right team human team virus <laughs> there is a there is a there is a society there is a society called humanists and uh kurt vonnegut was uh, a famed humanist and i and i and i i tend to uh, ally myself with more of that viewpoint so you know uh you, you know in in recovery literature you'll hear uh the phrase we ceased fighting anyone or anything including alcohol and that that is a surrender point you know mm-hmm. so i cease fighting anyone or anything you know and a lot of that is for me to to realize like i have to surrender that i'm not going to change anybody's fucking mind on the internet mm-hmm. you know 
like I've been saying this lately, it's like a lot of y'all think you're one stern lecture away from changing someone's mind on fucking social media and you're, it's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? So like I've surrendered to that where, where do I direct my intentions in the real world? You know? Yeah. And it, and it is having uncomfortable conversations with crazy right-wing neighbors because, totally. because I'm not having them on the internet. So it's like, well, Time to time to pull up the old britches and have a conversation with this dude with the don't tread on me shirt that hasn't seen his fucking dick in 30 years because of his goddamn gut. I'm going to have this conversation and surrendering to the fact that I I I chose my 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 point, which is to handle a lot of the things that I'm dealing with in the real world. So, you know, surrender to my own choices. That's that's a big thing, too. Yeah, I think so. I love that. What's your next one? Willingness. Hey, you know, uh, yeah, just the willingness to take care of myself, the willingness to, you know, believe that better days are ahead. How, how, how far up they are, no one knows, uh, but I'm willing to do what it takes uh, it, within my hula hoop to make myself a better person, to be of maximum service mm-hmm. uh, to, to those around me, you know. Uh, I'm willing to believe that on a spiritual level that, uh, you know, there's more work to be done. You know, I've taken up surfing, you know, I listen to more music, like I'm doing more things, being willing to tap into like some, some kind of energy that's bigger than me. Absolutely. You know, some call it God, some call it whatever. I just, you know, I'm a spirit of the universe guy and I'm just continuing trying to be willing to investigate the things that make me feel good and better and be better. Be best. I'm trying be to best. be best. Be best. Trying to be, trying to be best over here. I guess you'd have to say be best. Be, be best. Meh. Be best. I, um, yeah, same. You know, that's a lot of what coming back to martial arts for me, even though my doctor was like, never do that again. Your back won't work. But what happened was, is I strengthened my back through exercise and yoga and it's really carrying this podcast. Yes. And, and asking for help when I need to and not doing, not running. There's certain things that really still fuck up my back and, you know, being willing to show up four days a week on a zoom call where everybody else is Brazilian and speaks Portuguese with the exception of one to two people and being willing to surrender to the fact that they, they don't, they don't do things the way that I learned them and to be willing to learn something new and to get back in the experience of my body. So I can feel that connection with my higher power for me being a physically active person helps me feel God. And when I'm really in the groove of doing karate, when I'm doing my little katas. Uh, karate. Karate. Okay. Yes. It's karate. Yes. yes. When I'm really in the groove of it, I'm thinking about with every strike, my goals and hopes and aspirations, you know, it's, it's, you know, how can, how can this help me make the world a better place? And I'm not running around Kung Fu fighting in the streets. Well, it's, what, this, it's a, but you're making you better, which exactly. makes the world a better place. Yeah. And the willingness to like, you know, when the step working process, because my 
you know, it's been a few times around the bin step working wise. And my sponsor is very much like, we're going to take a different approach this time. And it's very uncomfortable. And she always tells me, you know, could you just turn off the goddamn ass kicking machine and celebrate how willing you are to continue to do this? Because not a lot of people with the amount of clean time you have want to do this. And so the willingness to stay in the process and to become a better person. And like, I've also been signing myself up for all these classes to better my skills. So when this thing changes or depending on, you know, what parts of right now stay the same, because there are some parts that stay the same, you know, like I have a feeling a lot of offices aren't going to like come back because people can work from home, you know? And, um, and so I think that like (sighs) taking this time, to use the willingness to learn and to, I even took, I'm taking a four week. Remain teachable. Teachable, remaining teachable. I am at my most successful and my most funny and my most creative and my most joyous when I'm in a teachable headspace. When I'm not in a teachable headspace, I am in my ego. I am in my feelings and I am not in the moment. And so, yeah, the willingness to remain teachable. Exactly. You're up next. Prudence, motherfucker. Prudence. This is this is one. Prudence. Dear Prudence. I. It's a good Beatles song. It really is. Um, I. uh, One thing I you know, we don't talk a lot about prudence. It's not like a 12 step hot prince spiritual principle, but it's in there. It's in the traditions actually. And, um, I, I struggled with whether or not I was going to do prudence or perseverance, but I think there are two sides of the same coin. Um, you know, prudence is basically the concept of restraint and pen of pen and tongue you know, not lighting up every motherfucker that disagrees and keystroke and keystroke, um, you know, not lighting up everybody who disagrees with you on the internet, not telling your friends and family that you're done with them because they vote differently than you. Um, not spending all your money because you feel really uncomfortable and you just want to numb it, you know, not, maybe watching one episode of the great British baking show and not 15 in a row, you know, um, it's, it's the key to maintaining that balance in our, both our recovery, but in our personal lives and balance for folks on a spiritual path is the most difficult thing to achieve. Over I mean, time. even folks that aren't on a spiritual path, like, Ba- balance is fucking terrible for everybody. <laughs> balance is such a it's such a shit show. It's so hard, and that's why you see people that are like, you know, inflexible about certain things in their lives. And it's like, well, wh- how do you feel about taking it information? Like, you know, I was, you know, balance allows us the freedom to not have to run from one extreme to the other, which is so exhausting. 
and such a waste of resources. <laughs> it's such a nightmare to just be like, I'm running from one way to the other, ah! you know, and you see that, you especially see that in our professional lot. A lot of people that are just like, well, you got to do this and you got to do that. And you, you can't get enough sleep and you can't, you know, you got to, you got to live on a couch and never brush your teeth and like, <laughs> you know, cause you can't afford toothpaste. And, and it's, it's, it's crazy out in these streets. It's like, no motherfucker has some balance. Like, Treat yourself with some kindness. So the definition of the word prudent, which is what prudence is derived from, is acting with or showing care and thought for the future. Yeah. So We're going to get out of this thing, guys. We're going to get out of this thing. Show care and thought for the future. And I looked that up for me because I'm not a smart man, but I just, sometimes I like to look up the definition of a word to make it make more sense for me. I love it. Well, how's that working out for you? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, like, like I've said already, it's just like making myself better with the thought of the future in mind, because there will be a future. This too shall pass, uh, never as quickly as we wanted to. Um, it's been, uh, it's been a slow cooker of shit, uh, you know, but there's been a lot of great things happening, you know, with as much bad as there's been a lot of good, awesome things happening. So, you know, um, I'm trying to turn my thoughts to what can I do now that's going to make for a more caring Dave in the future. I love it. I love it. Dave, what's your next one? Patience. A really good Guns N' Roses song has a great whistle solo. Um, (laughs) But that's it. It piggybacks off of what I was just saying. It's, you know, be patient. Yeah. You know, like I work is going to come back eventually. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, I got to create new work. You know, I got to, mm-hmm. I got to, I got to take action where I can and be patient where me taking action is not going to do anything. Yeah. You know, um, so in regards to work, in regards to people in my life that uh, are healing from their own traumas or issues like that is where I'm at is being patient with people around me. Uh, I am not patient when I'm on the road in a car. That is probably my least patient place on the planet. That's where I'm weirdly patient. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, You're you're weirdly patient with that fucking monster dog that you live with. I'm not trying to hear about your fucking black belt and patience right now. Um, but just having patience with people, you know, just trying to let people, uh, you know, like I don't, I don't have to be around, uh, while they learn their lessons, you know, but also like I was saying it earlier, either in the meeting or now, it's just like, it's not an easy thing to ask yourself, but whenever you encounter someone, like, what if this is the best they've ever been? Mm-hmm. You know, it's still dog shit, but it is the best they've ever been. Absolutely. You know, and that that happens a lot with like new people in recovery or like anything like that. You're like, oh god damn it, why does why does this person doing this thing? Well, this is their this is their best. It's still shitty, but it is their best. That's where I that's where my patience runs thin is sometimes I'll just be like, yo. Oh. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Mama, big time, clean time. Don't have patience with the newcomer. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes I can be like, 
I see something and I will like, I have a good friend of mine and she's, you know, um, basing a lot of self-esteem on external things. And, and we were doing some stuff together and I was like, you know, don't make that person's feedback, whether or not you're okay for the week. Sure. And, and, um, and it can be really fascinating because the response is, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, I like to make suggestions once. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It, you know, I can have patience while people are taking suggestions. Right. Uh, you know, right. I don't, like, uh, call me when you're done. You know, call, exactly. me, when you, call me when you've had enough. You know? Exactly. Or even... and, that's a, and that's a boundaries thing too. That's, I mean, you can sneak the word boundaries <laughs> in there, but obviously. Yeah. Patience and boundaries go hand in hand, you know, totally, totally. It's way easier to be patient with people when you honor your own internal boundaries for sure. Um, and I, I think that leads to my next one, humility really well. Humility is not being humiliated it is not humiliating others. It is not being the worst or the best. It's right in the middle. It's the feeling of you're, you're right where you're supposed to be. And sometimes that's dog shit, but uh, it's okay. Cause there's always room to change and grow. Like I, I was doing a karate class the other day and there are days I put this on my Instagram. There are days where all your limbs are left feet. That's it. It's your left foot, your right foot, both your hands, just left dumb feet. They can't yeah. figure out their lives. And I used to get so embarrassed, shameful, frustrated, um, emotional, erratic, impulsive around that feeling. And today I just go, <laughs> it's one of those days. <laughs> Yeah. My foot don't want to go where it's supposed to go. <laughs> and it just re- laugh. Yeah. It just reminded me of that Limp Biscuit song, Break Stuff. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean, humility too is like, you know, when we get into that space where the ass kicking machine is on, which is very much me, that's a lack of humility. That's me making myself so consequential that any mistake I make is the end of the damn world. When truth be told, most people that have any effect on your life aren't going to remember your name in the next five minutes. It's like, chill out. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of people talk about smashing of the ego and I never really believed in that because I need some ego. Yeah. I need some to, to wake up, brush my teeth, shower occasionally. Um, it's right-sized is, is what the goal is, is keeping the ego right-sized. Absolutely. You know, um, and it's having a moderate view of, of oneself in your relationship to those people around you. And, um, I think, you know, I mean, we were talking a a, a tiny amount about politics, but having enough humility to realize that the people on the other side of you are still people, Mm -hmm. you know, 
there's still people uh, that they, they bleed, uh, they, they cry, they yell, they scream. You know, it's like there are more through lines that people than people are willing to admit. And I, and I think, you know, finding the oneness, you know, oh, look, still punch a racist in the face. Okay. I'm not saying you have to be, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not saying you have to accept fucking straight up poison. Bigotry. But yeah. For, for the most part, you know, like, I think, I think both, I, I think a lot of people want to yell their point into someone. Yeah. And that is not coming from a place of humility. And you also, know, but, yell it in a way and that we talked about this before is two things can be right so somebody could say that there is a problem with our political system and somebody can say yeah but changing it into a weird you know like whatever the fuck's happening now isn't good and those two things can be true and where i think people get confused is all the messages that they get there are truth and lies mixed together. So they feel like they got to pick a side because at least if they have a side, they know the truth. And well, yeah, well, tri- I mean, human beings are tribal in nature. You yeah. Know, we, all, we, we all like to group up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And, and hierarchy and strata is one of the things that helps us actually produce brain chemicals and, or degrades our ability to produce brain chemicals. So your telomerase can be worn down by the act of being low on your social strata. Okay, so telomerase are like the little branches. <laughs> so imagine imagine if you're listening to this, hold out your hand. Tama what? Tama what? Tambourines. Um, so hold your hand out in front of you if you're listening to this. And imagine Anna's holding her hand up to the camera, guys. From imagine from about your elbow to the tip of your to the tip of your index finger, that's a that's brain your, that's cell. Your, that's your middle finger. Yeah, yeah, my middle finger, the other one. <laughs> um the, the the middle the middle index finger. Um, Got it. So you have if you in your fit with your palm outstretched, so like you're trying to wave hello uh, to someone or make a make a Thanksgiving turkey out of paint. So hand yeah, turkey, hand turkey. So um, that's actually a pretty good approximation to what a brain cell looks like. Um, and so it's this little ball on the top of a long stringy thing, and off the ball and sometimes on the stringy thing, there's these little branches. And those branches are telomerase. And that's what um, transmits chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, um, you know, all the chemicals that your brain makes, oxytocin, all the chemicals that your brain makes. And if you're in a, a position of social status stress, your little telomerase will wear down. And... They have the possibility of not growing back. However, if you create something for yourself, like say 12-step programs are really effective for this, um, uh, fantasy, uh, baseball leagues, fantasy football, um, you know, uh, rec basketball, and you develop a sense of self-worth and accomplishment in those things, you can actually start to grow them back and it helps with your brain cognition and your overall mental health. Where you can wear those things down permanently, especially if you're in the goddamn program, take your fucking medication because when you go off your medication cold turkey, you snap the branches off. 
and you can no longer uh, transmit those brain chemicals. And this has been Anna's unfinished anthropology degree and psychology degree minute. <laughs> yeah, Anna neuroscience Valenzuela, everybody. The whole time you're like, oh, the things, the things that Molly shoots extra dopamine out of. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. If oh, you want that's... your Molly to hit harder, you want your mushrooms to hit harder. You want your acid to hit harder. Keep, keep them with your brain. functioning. Yeah. Keep yes. Them functioning. Yes. Also bilateral motion. So yoga, dancing, anything where your brain has to use both sides of your body to do a sequence of patterns that also can help with those sort of neurocognitive abilities. I don't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> well, we're, we are, uh, someone's telemeries are uh, not firing in all cylinders right now. They're not. Um, they haven't since I was 13. You can't uh, take acid then. <laughs> uh, mindfulness is my next one. Nice. Mindfulness. Trying to be mindful of just sometimes my breathing. Sometimes I, I wrote this like tweet where I was just like, anybody taking a lot more deep breaths lately? And it's like, it's, it's a joke, but it's serious. Yeah. Like, I, I spend so much time now. Like I, I, I'm just making sure my body's getting enough oxygen in moments where I feel like the, 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 the red alert light going off inside my body. I'm just like, okay. <sighs> And then I, I just try to feel my breath and be mindful of, because you can't think of two things at once. So like if you're thinking about the sensations going through your nose and your mouth and the coolness of the air, um, and if you take deep breaths in and you hold that breath for like four seconds, six seconds, and you, and you do that for 30 seconds to a minute, you, you are practicing being mindful of, of just your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, being mindful with my, my speech and my, you know, um, actions as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a yoga person. I love a guided meditation. I do this one on this book called, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, the, uh, oh God. Uh, oh shit. What's it called? It's, um, ah, anyway, uh, this is what happens when my brain goes off on tangents. It's a hard, it, it, it's hard to bring it back. Um, but, uh, it's, it's this really cool, like book that's all about like manifesting or whatever, which I don't hundred percent believe, but there's a great, <laughs> there is a great, um, one that's like a chakra meditation where it's just like, imagine a gold bubble around your head and imagine that gold bubble around your neck and imagine it around your chest and, and then take that energy and swirl it around your body. And like that for me, I, I need a visual meditation, like a visualization meditation. Cause I, my ADD is so extreme that I'll start, like I'll be breathing and I'll be like, deep breath. Uh, you got to finish your laundry. Okay. No, you're meditating right now. Okay. Uh, so I get that monkey mind really, really bad. Oh. So, so I, um, and I, and I acknowledge it and let it move on. But, um, I, I love a visualization meditation and I love, I just, I bought myself, I treated myself. We've all treated ourselves with a treat with yourself. That, treat yourself with some of that government cheddar. I bought myself a, 
older I watch. And the reason why I did it is to just track my calories or whatever. But it does this thing where if I haven't taken enough deep breaths in a certain amount of time, it'll remind me. And then I take a little button and then it shakes as I breathe in and out and it monitors my deep breaths. It's kind of cool. It sounds like Skynet to me. It is Skynet, um, but it's Skynet for your health. So I, uh, I'm going to stick to my analog watch. <laughs> uh, and I like a, I, I like a good singing bowl meditation. I like a, I like a oh, fucking. Yeah. Or like a, a breath work. Ooh, yeah. yeah I, I like a good bing bong sound and yeah. a fucking, I, I like a good fucking, um, brain waves uh mm-hmm. binaural uh, binaural yeah, waves bina- mm-hmm. yeah binaural beats yeah yeah so it's, you know I, one day we'll be sponsored by a meditation app but uh if we, i could recommend if we could be sponsored by a meditation app and a therapy app i would just yeah, be living my best life th- these are these are 2021 goals yes. you've heard it here first yes. on um 12 questions put it on the vision is- board Anna is dapping uh, the universe right now, uh, but I use I use Insight Timer. Um, nice. I, I I forked over like the twenty bucks for the year subscription cool. or whatever it is. Just I mean I, I I'm guessing what it is, but it's yeah. like what it, it also allows you to do the courses where it's like a ten day course with a uh-huh. specific meditation person. And, you know, I'm on day 219 now of meditating in a row. Wow. And it's not always a long time. Sometimes I get a minute in. Sometimes I get three minutes. Sometimes it's the end of the day before I'm about to go to bed. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I just Mm -hmm. pop a quick one, you know, or sometimes I won't remember till like 1 a.m. But it's like still to me that day because I haven't gone to sleep yet. Yeah. So like, I'll have to go into the app and mark, you know, like, cause usually I'm at, at a meeting most days, you know, so I'll mark a minute for the meeting and then, you know, so it just keeps, cause a very disheartening thing for me was where I'd forget till after midnight. Cause I'm a, a, a night owl and it would restart my tracker in the app. And that bothered me. Yeah. But now I'm just like, as, as long as I get it in, in between the hours that I have my eyes open and that before I go to bed, as long as I get a, a meditation in that, that counts for me. Nice. So, you know, um, do you, is there any that you'd recommend? Uh, I, I really like the calm app. I took it off my phone because I've been using, I have, access to Peloton, uh, through my roommate's Peloton bike and the Peloton has meditations that I've been using. So it's just to save money. Um, but one thing I like about the call map is they have, uh, sleep stories where like a person with a calm British voice just tells you sleep stuff. And there's one that I love where it's just the stupid BBC nautical report, it makes no sense. Oh, it's it, been around forever. What do you mean stupid BBC? It, the nautical report has been around since before yeah. our country was a country. <laughs> it puts you to sleep faster than anything. And it's something that they play on the BBC twice a day. If you want to just like download the BBC app, you can literally listen to it. Um, and... Uh, there's also, it has a lot of like good deep dive forgiveness meditations and all these different meditations with focus and it, you can play all these little sounds and it's, it's really nice if you want like, 
but it is like 60 bucks a year. So, you know, if you're working on a budget, I'd say, you know, do whatever kind of budget you think. You can literally go on YouTube and type in meditations. Yeah. And, and, and sound wave meditations on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Chakra so. meditations you can do. And also this one, oh, this one, creative visualization. I have it on my Audible app. And it is, that's the book I was talking about before. And it's $5 on Audible. And it's an old recording. So you can hear the tape flip, which is amazing. In the middle of it, there's a tape flip, which if you're an 80s baby, 90s kid, there's something deeply soothing about the sound of a tape flipping. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a sound I didn't know I missed. (laughs) Mm. <laughs> so there's so a lot of there's a lot of good stuff that you can find out there. Um I'm gonna go with my next one. Uh yeah. you, you, you. Uh forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one. Uh, it's so hard. It's hard. That one was really tough for me. Uh full disclosure, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard the story a million times, but I did believe for many years that I was responsible for my father's death because somebody yeah. said it. <laughs> and I was like, and I knew it was irrational, but your brain and your emotions sometimes can believe two things are true at once, right? right. And that was not in a good way. And oh. I, um, I really had to dig into the concept of forgiveness because I couldn't, what I, what I discovered through that was I had to learn to forgive myself. I had to learn to forgive the other person. And I had to learn to forgive the situation. And the hardest part of that is forgiving myself because I feel like the higher power in my brain feels like I should have all the answers and know everything all the time. And, um, I don't, I don't. And I think that the only way we're going to see ourselves out. And if you need like a tool, I think a really interesting book to read and Dave Chappelle references it in his Birdland revelations. Um, album slash special and the thing about it is he does he just references it he doesn't like write anything jokey around it which is interesting but there's this really great book um called the forgiveness project it's about um our apartheid south africa and i think uh it's it's a really interesting read and or audiobook listen um and it it you know breaks down how to forgive on many levels whether it's interpersonal whether it's um, whether it's on a social level, but I think the only way we're going to see the light of day for many of this craziness is if we learn how to forgive and we give people the space to make amends. You know, yeah. we got to give people the space to make amends. Just because you're bad doesn't mean we get to throw you on a volcano. If a person well, turns a new leaf, motherfucker, like give yeah. them some space. Give them some space well, to make that amends. Forgiveness is is also you. You can also think of it like it's for you. It's not for yeah. them. No, it's really like, yeah. uh, you know forgiving me is one thing, and that's something I work on in a lot yeah. of different aspects of my life. I'm better at it sometimes, but I have to forgive the people around me for being who they are in this moment. You know, yeah. and 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 again, like I just it's been my mantra of this week. It's just what if this is the best they've ever been. Yeah. What if this uh, is the best America we've ever been? You could argue. You could argue that there are a lot of things that we we're we're killing at right now. Doing great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we. I mean, 
I, I think that there's a lot of things like we seem to be unified on a lot of different fronts uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of positive changes. Uh, you know, um, the mental health conversation is being talked about more and mm-hmm. more. Uh, on both that's, sides. That's, that's that's the best we've ever been. Um, Shout out to I, Joe Biden for saying he was proud of his addict son. Did yeah. you catch that in the debate? I, I did. Um, I just think, too, it's just like, you know, alcoholism and addiction aside, um, we broke through, uh, I think, around the time, and the shows were terrible, but, like, the celebrity rehabs and things mm-hmm. like that were, you know, it became for lack of better terms, a fashionable thing to recover from addiction or alcohol. And my hope is that mental health becomes just as fashionable to be talked about. Absolutely. You know, that it becomes just as easy to talk about as I have a problem with drugs or alcohol, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, it's hard to admit I have a problem with the chemicals in my fucking brain, you know, and that's not easy. And it's so, there's so much not known about it that it is, there is a stigma, you know, so for forgiving myself uh, and forgiving those around me that also, you know, sometimes what you're dealing with is mental illness and, you know, uh, you can't argue with mental illness sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. My last one just kindness just a little bit of fucking kindness just try to be kind to myself try to show some kindness to those that i run into you know try to try to send a present to a friend you know when when they're not expecting it the element of surprise just being kind like i you know it doesn't take much to find something small that someone would like and figure out their address yeah, and, sent, and send it along. I sent I sent my buddy, uh, former guest of the podcast, Matt McCarthy. I sent him a tie dye in the mail because we're both dirty ass hippies. Yay! And I didn't hear anything about it. And I I, I was like, Hey, did you ever get that shirt in the mail? He's like, It was you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fun thing. Yeah. You know, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you got to buy the whole fucking line of cars, Starbucks, but fucking you see someone on the street that's fucking homeless offer to buy him some food you know fucking i one thing my roommate does is she buys cases of water bottles and then she freezes them and when she's out and about she just hands them to homeless people she sees yep yep kindness not hard it's a practice all these things are practice being kind is a practice especially when you feel like the world is being unkind to you it's hard to be kind in the face of a world that seemingly shits on you and you alone. And I know this because I felt it uh, on my worst days. I can feel like the world lives to shit on me and me alone. And it's hard to be kind in the face of a world that's not kind, but yeah. it's possible. It is possible when, when I, when I try, it is possible. And this is just for me. This is nobody else's business, but mine, but this is, you know, what I'm working on. What about you? I, gosh, I mean, you know, one thing, being kind uh, to that, to the new comic on the show is kind of a dork (laughs) who can't turn it off. You know what I mean? Nowhere but comedy. You fucking crush them. You make them quit comedy. Kindness, (laughs) kindness doesn't belong in comedy. How dare you? 
so funny. Um, you know, being kind to, you know, uh, being kind to the pets in the house when they're crazy, being kind to the newcomers in my life for which there are many and, and letting them have the space to just be the spazzy newcomers that they are, you know, being kind at the grocery store, being kind to my family, you know, that one can be hard because you never know what grandma's going to call you. You never know what grandma's going to call you. And sometimes that grandma that calls you is rude. <laughs> and so, you know, being kind uh, in those regards, you know, and just understanding that like, it's okay, you know, and it's, it feels good to be kind to people. It feels good to be kind to not just friends and families, but to strangers. Like on my way before this podcast started, I had to go to the bank. So I ran to the bank and I was driving my little car and somebody was pulling out at a kind of an awkward time. The light was changing. There was a line of cars and I let was like, that motherfucker through. I let that motherfucker through, you know? And like, sometimes it's just those, and, and you know what going and saying out loud, sure. I can let that person in, you know, like that's right. fine. You know? Um, so I think that, I think that kindness is, it feels good when you're in it, you know, it feels good when you're doing it. And I, and, and my last one kind of, kind of swings to that is like integrity. I think integrity right now is, um, it's important. It's hard, you know, it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to maintain certain types of integrity in the face of this very understandable and inevitable depression that people go through in this COVID thing where like things are stressful and all you want to do is sleep and you've got obligations yep. and people to call back and sure. they're like, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm here, uh, you know? And like, you know, maintaining that integrity and owning up, like, you know what, this has been a struggle and I, I hear you and I see it. Yep. And like, you know, having the integrity of mind to do what you say and say what you mean and show up and not yep. just be the kind of person who's like, I'm going to go to this, protest a few times and you know and still not and it's like maybe get involved maybe volunteer time maybe phone bank for somebody that you care about maybe um you know put your money where your mouth is um maybe make decisions that are not short-term gains but long-term building blocks especially if you're in entertainment we get so short we get so caught up on the thing right in front of us rather than looking at the long-term building blocks that that can afford us. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I try to be a do what I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it kind of fella. Yeah. You uh, consistent as hell. Well, that, that comes from a life of skirting and yeah. ducking and diving, uh, obligations and people and honesty and dis yeah. you know, all that shit. So, uh, I try to have integrity uh, to make up for the fucking 20 odd plus years that I was not a person of integrity, you know, and I think that means something different for everybody, you know, so, um, and the most valuable thing that any of us can give any other person is our time. So being aware of that, 
trying to respect that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, because you can always make more money. You can't make more time. And there was some economist that said that I can't have a direct quote, but that is true Mm -hmm. because ultimately, you know, that uh, you could, you, you literally can go make another dollar, but you can't make another minute. Yeah. That's powerful. Dave, you did it. We did it. We, we did, did it. 12 spiritual principles to get you through to the, the next phase of whatever life is going to be in this wackadoodle world. Yeah. Or don't, and, or don't do any of these things. <laughs> yeah. Or just like listen to this and be like, they're so full of shit, but like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we just want to put something out there into the world, a little toolkit, a little survival guide, you know, for your self care, for your, you know, if you need to take apps off your phone to keep your, keep your ass in line, do it. If you need to take a break from all electronics, do it. If you need to sit down to read a book, take a nap, call your friends, call your grandma, cry, laugh, do whatever you got to do. It's all okay. Self-care, love yourself and love the people around you. Um, It's all amazing. Dave, where can people find you? People can find me at Yates Comedy, Y-A-T-E-S Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. You can uh, find my delicious hot sauce, which I still am selling uh, to make ends meet at hahahotsauce.com. It's delightful hot sauce. Uh, Yeah, you can fucking subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast. So maybe one day a podcast app, timer, meditation, Amazon book, something (laughs) will sponsor us. So that... so that we can uh, continue to bring some kind of good um, to the space. I love it. I love it. And what about you, Anna Banana? Hope you can Anna. find me at Anna Via's Fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at AnnaValenzuela.com. Um, check out uh, this podcast at 12 Questions on um, Unpops, on Anchor, at 12 Tell Questions. Tell a friend. All, tell a friend we're on all those social media platforms um, as at 12q pod and also gmail at 12q pod so email us talk to us let us know what you think um, shout out to the one guy who supports us on anchor and sends us five dollars a month we love you thank you so much um, yeah. and um, yeah so it's it's all good it's all good guys if nobody's told you this today if nobody's told you this today, I love you. I love you too. Oh, and if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. We love you. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Yay.